Happy Christmas, Ron. Welcome to Quarantine Enema, aka Quarantine Enema, aka Quarantine Enema, the only podcast where we don't know how to say the name of the show. My name is Connor Sullivan. Thank you very much for having us, for joining us today. We have a guest on the show today. Welcome, Madison Wiggins. I know it's not your debut on the show. You've done this, you've done this before, but I think it's the first time it's just you and me. I think so, and I'm I'm ready for it. I did. I know you did. It was a while ago. Was, you did. You did Black Sheep. <laughs> I think Black Sheep was the only one I did. I feel like you appeared on another one, but what do I? I know? probably walked through the room, but yeah, I'm here now, enough. baby. Anyway, well, welcome. Thank uh, you to, to the program, and uh, we are going to be talking about a franchise that I know is very near and dear to your heart. It is. We're talking about Harry Potter. We're going to talk about all of them today, not like individual, just like the franchise as a whole uh today and madison just give me give me like your elevator pitch what is so cool about harry potter to you huh um well to be a little sensitive about it when i was growing up my mom used to read them all to us and my siblings and i are kind of all different ages so it was just like the one thing we all did together and we all loved and then they grew up like normal people and still loved it. and was still nostalgic about it. And I didn't. And I'm just obsessed with it. I think it's so cool. I went to all the movie premieres, all the book releases. I don't know. It's, it's part of who I am. It, no, it's funny you mentioned that. So like my brother and I did the same exact thing with uh, our mom. And yeah. Yeah. It was like, at, like almost every night, like we'd burn through like a chapter like most of a chapter because like as the books got longer the chapters became <laughs> like right. short, short novels um yeah it was very similar uh where we i think we ended up reading the first four together and then i think once i was like i'm trying to think when the books came out because i was like maybe eight or nine I think when I first start well I started I honestly think I was in kindergarten when the first book came out which is wild yeah uh so I think yeah so I was like eight or nine and then the movies came out in two first one came out in 2000 I think so I would have been eight I guess so yeah so I I pretty much went right from the books to the movies um but yeah it was it was the same exact thing and I've heard like a lot of other people do it do that too where it's like you read them like as a family and like yeah I feel short, like, we, like short of, short of like picture books when you're a kid I can't really think of anything else that was kind of like that I feel like we as like our specific generation really grew up with these as like our fairy tales in a way like I never liked a princess like a Disney princess I didn't really each girl I knew had a Disney princess who they wanted to be or whatever and not that I was like a tomboy like I certainly was a girly girl but my fairy tales that we read every night was Harry Potter. So like, that's, Mm. you know, where my obsession, I guess, started. Yeah. And it was like, it was kind of funny how like everybody was doing it. Like, right. (laughs) Right. Like like everybody was just like, Oh yeah. Like the books, the books, the books. Like I love the books. And meanwhile, like we all know, it's just like, we all know we read these with our moms. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) um but you did the uh so you would go to like all the premieres and the book releases too not all the book releases because like I said the first one came out when I was like in kindergarten but I don't know if the first book release was maybe like the fourth or the fifth one or something like that um but pretty much all of the movie releases once I was 
old enough and able. I don't remember when the first movie came out. Did you get but, dressed up for these places? <laughs> I get dressed up to go get a burger with you. So <laughs> yes, of course I did. Uh, one of... time I dressed up as Dobby. I cut up like a like a pillowcase, <laughs> but I forgot to cut armholes. So I just walked around with my head in a pillowcase. <laughs> you probably just look like a big tooth. <laughs> and nobody else in my family dressed up. So I just looked like Oliver Twist. They like picked off the street. That's awesome. <laughs> I think um, I like, I never went to like the premieres or anything like that. Like for me, it was kind of more like my, so what was cool about the books was that like my mom was like as equally into them as uh, my brother and I were that's awesome uh, yeah so like i did like i never bought the books my mom was the one bu- that bought the books like, Harry Potter came out. <laughs> right <laughs> and then i think like once i so i only read again air quotes on red uh i like mm-hmm. i only read like five of them i think and then mm-hmm. I, I i know i never i never read the last two books um you're crazy I, well because at that point the books like the the so the books were done mm-hmm. like be, being released and the, at that point they were cranking out a movie a year so i was right. like and like yeah i think by that point you know i'm a i was a teenager and it was just like oh well you know i'll just wait till the movie comes out like i got other stuff to do and readings for dorks traitor <laughs> plus well part of it was also just like like eventually you're just like well okay i don't want to read these with my mom anymore so, right <laughs> which was sad um I'm sure she was bummed out about that, but, uh, but yeah, it's like eventually, like I just remember like looking at one of them, and I was like, oh, like I have to read this now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like, no, no, thank you. I'll just wait. For I remember wait for um, my brother, who's your age as well, had a similar like breakaway from us, like a little Brexit from like our Harry Potter unit. <laughs> so my sister's younger than I, and I stuck with her obviously I wanted to like keep reading and like running through the books but I was like all right like I stuck with my older brother now I'll stick with my younger sister and I still loved it so I would listen at her pace and I remember my brother and I were sleeping over my grandmother's house um and she has like two twin like I love Lucy beds so I'm in one he's in the other and he's reading Harry Potter and I'm not and spoiler alert it gets to the part where um can I do a spoiler alert? Am I allowed? By, by this point, the, the, like, <laughs> they, they haven't made a movie in over 10 years at this point. So statute, <laughs> right? statute of limitations is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, it gets to the point where, uh, well, my brother's reading where uh, Snape kills Dumbledore. And I remember like sitting next to my brother and he goes like, <gasps> like that. And he just puts the book to his chest and like curls up against the wall. And I'm like, what? like trying to figure it out but he's like you have to wait so yeah <laughs> I remember basically when, i'll always say books over movie the but... internet spoiled that one for me i remember like when that book oh, came no. out that was uh, a big thing it's just like that got like they're just guys like running by like groups of kids yelling that snape kills Dumbledore. oh my gosh <laughs> those kids have a special place somewhere oh my gosh exactly all right well anywho let's talk about the movies because that's what we mm-hmm. do here in the quarantinema or quarantinema or quarantine enema we don't really know how to say the name <laughs> not enema <laughs> <laughs> what was uh, well so 
that joke came from, I think it was like the third or fourth episode I did. We quarantine. Had, uh, yeah. Yeah. We had someone on the show who was like, oh, quarantine enema. Like what? What? what I mean, you be? don't know the name, so you don't have the legal no rights to say no to that. There's no way to know. Um, but anyway, let's talk a little bit about, well, actually, let's talk a lot a bit about the movies. Mm-hmm. So my opinion of the franchise is that like there's this very obvious like okay like the first two are kind of like those are four kids yeah Uh, and then there's they actually did a really great job of kind of explaining like the art and the uh the 20th anniversary special which i assume that you've watched many times but at this point correct right (laughs) um so it's like the first two are like you know pure like kids movies uh, then like three and four, it's kind of that like coming of age, you know, mm-hmm. actually grown up becoming teenagers. And then, you know, by the end of the series, they're like, you almost forget that they're kids. Yeah. Uh, so it's, a, it's it was a really cool arc to see. Uh, so I recently re- uh, rewatched. So after I watched the, uh, uh, the special, I was like, damn, like I haven't watched Harry Potter movies in like a long ass time. Like I gotta, I gotta rewatch these. So I started four because I didn't really feel like watching the kids ones again, just because I sure. seen those so many times. But uh, and I think I, I mentioned it to you just before I started talking. I hadn't seen six, seven, and eight maybe since they were in theaters. Even uh, like I haven't seen them in at least ten years. Like I retained yeah. almost none of what happened. Um, I can't so, say the same. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I know it's for you. Like it's just like it's just on. Right? It's on a TV at all times. <laughs> All right, so if you had to put a number on it, how many times? The limit does not exist. I swear to you, the limit does not exist. Like, I'll put one on, like, as a comfort movie to fall asleep. Like, Cameron doesn't even ask anymore. It's just on. Like, so that's just always on a loop. Sometimes two, but I can't go higher than two at nighttime, like, if I'm trying to fall asleep because I get Mm -hmm. too spooky. Um, It's just the perfect, like, either you want to sit there and focus movies or just like put it on in the background yeah. and like you're doing something movies but i feel like they well okay well let me ask you this is harry potter yeah. a christmas movie <gasps> some of them are but not all of them okay <laughs> I, feel like it, I feel like it's never they're almost never on tv but oddly for some reason they're between like thanksgiving and christmas they're on maybe they're constantly. festive movies they're festive I mean, they make I can, you feel warm at home. You're homesick from school. I can kind of get it. Like, you know, they're, they're, you know, family movies at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like the earlier ones, um, which I feel like a lot of people forget with like these stuff and like, and not, not even like Harry Potter, but like the Marvel movies and Star Wars and like all these other like big yeah. franchises. Like people forget that they're for kids. <laughs> <laughs> right. Sometimes. But then eventually, like, they just hook you in with the first ones. And then, like, by the end of it, it's just like, you know, the they're like, we ending. could do what we want. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, creative what you, licensing. What you, you're going to be here. Do? Not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Do you have a favorite uh, in the franchise? Oh, um, I know that's like picking, asking to pick your favorite child, but <laughs> I really love a lot of them, all of them. But I would have to say two is maybe my favorite, which is a bit of a hot take because nothing, I mean, well, in a way, I think two is sort of the most important because we learn about a Horcrux in two, which carries us 
we forget about it for a moment and then we it like you know it's the prevailing villain at the end and it also like like you said before that like you know one and two are a little bit more for kids three and four whatever coming of age and they really describe that well in the um 20-year reunion but I think the movies like if you drop like a rock in a pond not to get all Confucius say but if you drop a rock in a pond it's a single like ring and that's like Harry in the first one learning he's a wizard and then in the second one the ring gets a little bit bigger where he learns that there's like racism in this wizarding world and like there's other jobs and there's all this stuff and then the third one gets even bigger and like it ties into like his past and his family and fourth and fifth, like it gets on and on. I just think the second one is like, when you realize it's like, oh, this is gonna be a bunch of movies. This is gonna be a whole series, not just one little Harry Potter boy. Right. The world building really is like incredible. Uh, What, like what, just what they were able to do. And like JK Rowling, like, I mean, it's just like, it's wild that just like all this like shit came out of somebody's brain. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, you know, say what you want about her and, you know, you might not agree with everything she says and yada, yada, but she's a creative, like, she's a creative mind for yes. sure. Yeah. But, but like, I mean, damn, like, <laughs> like, yeah, comes up with but like, oh, like, I base my personality around it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, it, it's, I don't like I wouldn't even know where to begin like it, it's it's funny because like at the at the end of the day like it is a very like common story it's just like you know right. the, like you know boy comes from nothing finds out he's something and then becomes right like, like whatever or blah blah yeah. blah like you yeah can... like it's a it's a true like hero's journey or like underdog story like whatever you want to call it like it's been done thousands of times since you know before the sun <laughs> right <laughs> was was discovered <laughs> Before they invented the sun. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter that. was born. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, um, <laughs> are we creating a religion? <laughs> more or less. Uh, well, but that's what she did though. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, she was able, but you know, you take like- I mean, she you... wasn't the first. There's a lot of copying from other good old novels. Yeah, like, oh, you know, oh, for Tolkien, sure. Tolkien, Rokin, Bolkin. Yeah, Tolkien, Rokin, Bolkin. But like, I mean, he's kind of in the same boat too. It's just like, you know, he- did this like he just created this thing and, and like and right then, you know you're able to come up with this like expansive like universe and like there's like lore about it that like i don't remember ever right getting covered in the books or covered in the movies and like like the books are obviously more in depth but like like stuff that doesn't even get browsed upon in the movies like, right there, there's an entire like wikipedia like for for harry potter stuff and, and like, there's the pottermore fan site yep with yep. like history of all other schools and all right we're getting crazy but harry potter <laughs> world is huge it's a huge ripple like that just keeps growing in each book it's still told though from harry's perspective which keeps it small but i'm always like well what the heck is going on over here so i don't know now yeah uh, so, right, you and i have known each other for a long time and i genuinely don't know the answer to this question i'm not trying to like bait you into anything Okay. What is the most ridiculous piece of Harry Potter memorabilia slash apparel that you have? God, I had it on to, well, you've seen my Harry Potter onesie with the tie. I think so. Yeah, I had that on today. Um, <laughs> most ridiculous. I have, I don't know where they are, but, you know, in the uh, third book, the monster book of monsters. Yeah. 
I have Monster Book of Monster slippers. They're kind of cool. That's obscure. That's obscure. I'm trying to think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got I got a lot of weird stuff. I don't think it's, I'm, like, a weird I'm also drinking out of a Harry Potter cup right now. And I really want to say I picked this to be on the podcast, but I just grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's just lying around. So it just happens to <laughs> that way. I think I had, um, I didn't really, like, I didn't have like the wands and the, you know, ties and like all that stuff uh, growing up. But like, I did have this like one toy. I think it was, I probably got it after the first or second movie came out, but mm-hmm. it's like this toy of uh, it's Harry on his broom, and there was like a button you could hold on the broom, and when you like swing it around, like Harry would like do like barrel rolls. Oh, that's like, so cool. I, yeah, it's the, it's the kind of thing that's like it would it would only be amusing to an eight year old. <laughs> right, right. Uh, oh, I used to have this toy. Um, and it was like, you put batteries in it. Like it was just like in the nineties or something. Yeah. And you would like push one side and air would come out and a little foam ball would like go on the air and you had to like move it around like a Quidditch course. And Professor Snape, like a tiny figurine was in the middle and he would say like, focus, concentrate. And that was the entire, <laughs> oh. like, I would silently, do you remember that? Or am I hallucinating? I think I've seen that. I may have had it. It was like the toy. I remember just silently like floating a ball around a room all day long. Yeah. Oh my God. I haven't thought about that in 20 years. During the memories. (laughs) Oh my God. That's that's awesome. Yeah. If I didn't have it, I definitely had a friend who had it. Um, Right. Yeah. Did you ever play the video game? Which one? Sorcerer's Stone, I think it was. Yeah. I was really big into the Lego Harry Potters. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I just remember the, the yeah, the, yeah, it was definitely the first one. So I remember how bad uh, the CGI and Quirrell was. But oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah. So the movies. All right, all right. So you mentioned number two was your favorite. I think my favorite. Yeah, what about you? My favorite's probably Goblet of Fire. I think um, just because like that's the it, to me that's like the apex of like here we go boys yeah it's it, like it's like okay like they're kids and they're like doing all stuff and there's like yeah. the magic of Hogwarts and stuff like that uh, but like they're slowly bringing in like more of these like adult themes they're trying to get a little darker mm-hmm. uh, and not to mention just like the game you know the whole right uh, that is just so cool yeah the wizarding cup like that was awesome the most fun book to read too yeah yeah um i think i'm trying to remember i think that's when the books caught up to the movies i think was after the fourth one came out um yeah i think so yeah i think the fourth movie came out before the fifth book if i'm not mistaken but but what do I know? Uh, but yeah, so that one was definitely my favorite. And then like after that, that's when it started to be like, okay, like they're adults, like they're not, like they're barely even at Hogwarts anymore. Right, right. And although I will say in Order of the Phoenix, the lady who plays um, uh, Umbridge. Oh, worse oh. than Voldemort. Yeah. No, like she's... this Voldemort has a plan. Like, oh. <laughs> She's just rotten. <laughs> no, that was like one of just the most pure, like evil 
like I, I remember her from the books and I was like like this lady just sucks ass but, <laughs> but like worse uh I'm, I'm pulling it up now there's so many uh like just big name actors and stuff like that in the series I'm trying to remember who yeah it's who. like the greatest uh, British actors of all time yeah and that's the other thing about them. like they get fucking crazy like, they it, spare no expense yeah I wonder like like, did people have to take like pay cuts to be in this or what? Because like, I'm just I don't know how they afforded everyone they did. It's interesting. Like, I've seen documentaries like other than the 20 year one, like just other ones where like you'll have Ralph Fiennes who plays Voldemort being like, I was so intimidating or intimidated to like be with Alan Rickman and all these other actors and like where I'm like, but you're Ralph Fiennes, like exactly. You're but like wow it's like it just seemed like even if you're already an established actor you like you wanted to be a part of the movies so who knows like what the pays were I guess we could find out but like it almost seemed like it's like if you got the shot you take the shot yeah exactly uh Imelda Staunton by the way that was the name of the lady who played Umbridge Uh, that's my favorite performance in the entire series Um, really oh yeah oh she was amazing uh in that movie um yeah but you yes, hate so her, right? Oh, no, yeah, I, that's why okay. I hate her. <laughs> um, so, like, with I ha, uh, you know, with the show, I know you listen to every episode religiously from beginning to end. All yes. 227. over you. Yes, thank you. Uh, so we have this thing on the show called Cheddar Bobs, which, have you ever seen 8 Mile with Eminem? Yes. So he has a, one of his friends in the movie. Uh, it's, uh, his friend's name is Cheddar Bob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the guy the the name of the actor who plays him i think it's like alex jones or something like that there's something really boring and generic but i see him in other roles and i'm just like that's cheddar bob right. you're <laughs> always like, like that's severus snape exactly well that's alan rickman that, that's that's a little different uh but I like guess. with uh but with this lady who played umbridge like i'll see her in other stuff i'm just like you <laughs> like I, I remember you you're umbridge yeah so she, I, so I call actors like that Cheddar Bob's where it's like you recognize, them from one, you, you know, you recognize them from uh, one role and then they're just known. <laughs> you She's stuck. Yeah, exactly. Poor so, woman. Look, I think a lot of the actors, uh, and they kind of touched upon it in the reunion was like uh, a lot of them would take these roles because they had kids and like they wanted to like they want their kids to like see them in the right uh movie movies or whatever and like just because of how many big name actors are and honestly like most of them don't even have that many scenes uh yeah yeah like like, uh, it's really just ron hermione and harry like it's told in their perspective so like everybody else just comes in and out yeah so like all the big name people like uh uh, like emma thompson like she's right she's got like three or four scenes uh, like a movie and then helena bonham carter you know a couple of scenes really gary oldman same thing yeah um at least after prisoner of Azkaban. but like yeah no it's i mean do, do you have a favorite uh character performance or a- anything like that from the movies outside of the big three yes i do and i feel like it's gonna make me sound a little basique but i have lots of reasons to back it up I don't even serious know black means, is so. basic oh, you know okay. so maybe i'm not very slow um <laughs> but Sirius Black is just my favorite character in the whole series because he's just a good guy, but he's also not a good guy. Like he's a complex, like 
there's yeah. so many characters that are just like here's the hero here's the villain like have a nice day like he's just so like in between the two and it's just I just love and also Gary Oldman like brought him to life so he's just great that's the other thing about the movies is that like they hit on every single casting yeah like like Gary Oldman's perfect for Sirius Black uh you know like Ray Fiennes is perfect for Voldemort and yep. Maggie Smith is uh, McGonagall. Is which, Professor McGonagall, yeah. Speaking of McGonagall, are, do you have any prominent figures or perhaps furry family members in your <laughs> life that remind you of McGonagall I in some way? I do. I have a dog named McGonagall. She's a <laughs> tiny miniature schnauzer and she barks a lot, but we call her Maggie and we love her. Maggie, wait, do you call her Maggie because of McGonagall or do you call her Maggie because she's played by Maggie Smith? A little bit of both. I, I did think of this when I told Cameron <laughs> what we're going to name her. <laughs> it just works. It, it, it does. It works both ways. And you sorted uh, McGonagall into the, one of the four houses, right? Which one? Yes. And it's a little iffy. So we had four toys on the ground, um, Gryffindor, Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, and Slytherin. She like dove to the Slytherin and then my heart stopped and then she picked up the Gryffindor, but now she only plays with the Slytherin one. So I think we have to call an ace and ace. I think she's a Slytherin. Well, I mean, by the end of the franchise, like even, you know, Malfoy There's and Harry are some redeemable. some redeemable Slytherins. Yeah, yeah. I'm not hopping on that. We love Snape train. Sorry, he was a bully. And I, the okay, movies so, make him too nice. Okay, <laughs> so let, let's talk about that because it's one of the biggest uh, like character arcs, and you know, Snape's one of the fan favorite or not, you know, one of the most prominent characters at least mm-hmm. uh, throughout the series. So, what do you think of what they did? with that storyline because I like I said when I rewatch these movies I retain none of it from the first time so mm-hmm. when I watched it last week or whatever it was I like that that was all practically new to me and I like I, I had to go down like a little bit of like an internet rabbit hole afterwards just to be like did I process that right like did, right. like it was all right. like everything he did was for Harry even at, like after all this time and stuff like that but well so I have to that? say I have to say that the movies did a fantastic job trying to grab all the like main plot that the books had like there's so much more in the books if you read the books recently you wouldn't have a single question in the movie but the movies did such a good job just like there's too much info you know what I mean like so the whole Snape thing is like he's so noble he was dying he died for a noble cause for love for love of lily but he was extremely selfish in a lot of ways too that although he never did let harry die and he did protect her that was his you know promise to lily for a time he was a-okay with him dying he actually pleaded with voldemort to kill harry but save lily like he just is another character like Sirius Black where you can't say he's good, you can't say he's bad, but I don't have to like him. You know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I get, he's human. Like, I get you. He's super flawed. Yeah, so I I kind of feel the same way. And one of the things that I 
and obviously like it's a you know it's a book and it's a movie so you know it's a lot of this is for dramatic effect but it's just like for someone that spent like his entire life seemingly watching out for harry he seemed to put him in harm's way more often than not yeah and i think that like was just his selfish side like how much he hated james who in fact was a terrible horrible bully yeah like his hatred for him would spill over like and that's just the flaw like dude like what are you doing to a little kid just be nice to this little kid like i guess there's that psychology of like like harry looks like his dad so that's why snape kind of right presents him because of like childhood stuff and so that's interesting i do remember the scene where uh harry's able to like get into snape's head and like see that instance in the fifth yeah yeah uh I, I do remember that being way more prominent in the books i feel like in the movies it's just like a quick like it was a bigger deal because in the book bu- i mean i don't want to talk too much about the books when this is about the movies right. but quickly in the books it kind of destroyed harry's image of his father like he always heard his dad was funny he always heard his dad looked just like him that he was mm-hmm. a great um quidditch player but now he saw like and he always thought snape was the worst now he saw like the actual truth that his dad was just as bad as malfoy his dad was the like in you know the guy going after snape um sirius was his crab and well like you know what i mean like it destroyed the image and honestly after that him and snape had little to no contact until like Snape killed Dumbledore and where maybe Harry was feeling pity it just ended gotcha uh yeah I think I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that in the movies but you know there's just so much but I like how could they like I get it yeah they can't get everything right um all right well let's talk about the big three mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe Emma Watson and Rupert Grant first off three just perfectly cast people like they, so perfect like not not only were they good actors but like they looked exactly how i envisioned them from the books and i know that there were like illustrations and like and like little sure. stuff in the books that kind of like gave it away like oh like you know hermione's hair looks like this and you know right. the, the image of harry potter was very descriptive and ron has red hair <laughs> but just like i they were all perfectly cast even from when they were 10 yeah uh, and it's you know, such a risk to hire child actors like <laughs> I, know. I know well first off it's just crazy that like they like this was their like middle school and high school was going like making these movies like they grew yeah. up it, it eight years to yeah make it all and and nobody dropped out <laughs> like, yeah know, Emma Watson almost did but. that broke my heart in the 20-year reunion I was like oh god like it made me think whoa, this really must have been difficult for these guys. Because here I am caught up in like the fairy tales and like, I love to watch it. But like, wow, it must have been pretty tough to grow up on screen, have to keep your image the same to look like them. Like, remember when it was a big deal when she got the uh, pixie cut? Because I thought that was like revolution of hair. Okay, well, she got a pixie cut like, in between like the sixth or the seventh or one of those and she actually wore a wig in one of the movies because she still had her like cool like twiggy pixie (laughs) we should do like a fashion episode (laughs) a fashion podcast that would go great (laughs) (laughs) um i I thought it was interesting uh like during the special uh rupert grant was talking about um 
how like when it was over he was like i feel like all i know how to do is play ron yeah that was a little scary i was like yeah. shit like yeah yeah and then like and then he didn't really do much uh, he bought an ice cream truck he just had a baby and he was in like a few tv shows yeah like he's got a show on apple plus i think um and i think he did an m night Shyamalan movie too at one point um no i mean he's just but he's one of those guys that is just kind of like like he seems comfortable yeah just kind of being who he is and like yeah yeah and, and this is actually one of the things that i love about daniel radcliffe um because so he he has the ability to just, just completely mail it in for the rest of his life. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things that he's really done post Harry Potter is he takes really cool roles in like indie films. Uh, Same with um, oh god, you're gonna hate me. The guy who plays Frodo. What the heck is his name? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Like you know, he also is one of those cash it in on your fantasy hero, but. Yeah he's also doing just interesting work yeah like i saw an interview with daniel radcliffe once and he was just like look like i've made all the money like my family is ever going to need like uh like from this thing so it's just like i just don't work on movies i don't want to work on like i like Mm -hmm. doing different things and like now he's like uh did you ever see and i I love this movie did you ever see a swiss was that when he farts yeah, he plays a. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, he plays. Yeah, he plays a corpse that washes upon a des- <laughs> like a deserted island where uh, Paul Dano finds him, and he like is able to essentially use Daniel Radcliffe's like to propel him along <laughs> as, as weird just all sorts of tools. Like he uses him to like cut things and build things, and but he eventually uses him as a uh, jet ski to get off the island. By like hopping on his back, <laughs> and then Daniel Radcliffe's body farts through. I remember I put that on, like thinking I was gonna be watching Harry Potter. Like I don't know why, but like, oh, Daniel Radcliffe, like what charming film will he be in now? And like, like I was like, oh my god, no, this is scandalous. I, I loved that movie. I absolutely loved Swiss Can't Army. Say I loved it. <laughs> I think I, Brennan might have watched it with me for like I was so mad five minutes and it's just like nope yeah <laughs> like, like good night, <laughs> good night Connor. <laughs> um, but yeah I think uh, but yeah just, I mean everyone uh, in the it, like in, in the, the really the entire franchise is just perfectly cast oh which uh yeah. which Dumbledore did you like Richard Harris or um ah, fuck what's his name um I'm really bad names I'm always bad with his name specifically, Michael Gambon. Which one's the older one? Richard Harris was the the original, and then okay, Gambon so came in, uh, I think uh, Michael uh, killed the role. I think he was a perfect Dumbledore. I think he was great, but I really, really would have loved to seen Richard do it, like the scene in the six one when they're getting the locket, the Horcrux from the island where Voldemort took those two orphans and it's supposed to like come out of nowhere. Or the in uh, the fourth one, when we see that first battle between uh, Voldemort and Dumbledore, like now we know why they say he's the one he always feared. Like yeah. we see magic happening that we've never seen before. They're not uttering spells. They're not propelling each other back and forth like tennis. Like, they're creating yeah. things out of nowhere. And so Michael, the 
the second Dumbledore, you kind of always could tell how he acts that he has this like fire in him. So like you can expect these huge battle scenes, but the way Dumbledore is written, you're not, he's supposed to be like a goofy old like bastard, like with these weird jokes and like he likes candy and he's supposed to be really calm. So it would have been really interesting to see the original Dumbledore, Richard, like pull this out of a hat like this like (laughs) craziness this crazy power they both killed it but i would have liked to seen if only the original yeah i think when it's funny because like so richard harris was perfect for the first two movies i feel like where he's like a wizard (laughs) right yeah and yeah and like you know he's like we see this from like the kid's point of view where he's just like this old man with like the floppy hat and the you know the big beard and the big hair and the purple clothes or whatever and so right and he's perfectly cast just like as this like very old wizard uh and then i think i think it was the third one where michael gambin started doing it uh but Mm -hmm. so when he took over like now that the kids are kind of like adults and not that they're like peers with dumbledore but it's like there he's not this like he's not yeah he's, he's not talking this, like, he's telling them yeah he's like t- he's talking to them not like never telling them. them the full plan yeah yeah so we and that's really when we start to see like dumbledore's like story like kind of flesh out a little bit he's not just like the old guy yeah uh, anymore but yeah, so I, mean, I, res- yeah. I respect it i mean they obviously it's not something i respect it's you know he passed away it's, but i think they did cast the second guy perfectly for this Dumbledore in this new light that we see him. Yeah, and they had to have known. I mean, Richard Harris was old. Like they had to have known that he wasn't going to be around for right <laughs> the entire All time. A hundred Dumbledore movies coming out. Exactly. And now he's Jude Law. Now he's uh, Jude Law. I just need to know the fashion evolution from Jude Law in a three-piece suit to like eleven years later, Dumbledore in the movies when he goes and picks up little riddle from the orphanage that's only like a 10-year difference between jude law looking svelte to geezer dumbledore picking up little he he probably saw some shit that's why i know i just need to know all right so uh have you watched the so i want to just a few more things and then we'll get to our little activity uh, that we have planned for the um have you watched the the spinoffs, the Fantastic Beast stuff? Because I haven't seen them yet. And... I have, and it just feels like J.K. is pulling guts out of me. And I'm always gonna watch, and I'm always gonna like it because I'm indoctrined. But it's like, it's like all these Disney remakes. Like everybody needs yeah. a backstory. Like, but it's I am like, excited for the third one, the Dumbledore, the Secrets of Dumbledore, because I do think that's one of the more fascinating, mysterious stories in the Harry Potter series. So right. I am sold, but it's, you know, I mean, it's not off a book. It's out of nowhere, you know? Yeah. And that's what, that's part of like what's kind of cool about it, though. Um, like, I yeah. feel like Star Wars is like they've had a mixed bag uh, with this, like you know they did their spinoff films like rogue one was kind of out of nowhere but they tied it in i like well. rogue one, rogue one, I like yeah, rogue one was really good uh but then like you look at something like solo right and it's like it's not that it was bad but it was just kind of like i didn't want this yeah it's like 
really okay. wasn't necessary. Like, do we have to explain how every character got a costume piece? Like, yeah. Yeah. oh, that's where he got his hat. Like, oh God. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, if you look at some of the other stuff, like the Mandalorian is like largely new characters. And like, that's that was... cool. Cause it's like, that expands the world. Not yeah. just, It's not just like an origin story. But, uh, I don't know if you've been watching, but the uh, the book. Of I haven't Boba watched that, Boba yet. Have, yeah, I just don't know if I want to. It's not. It, that's the thing. It's not great because it's a character that like we know. Yeah, it's like we know him, and I know that like people have been clamoring for it for years to like learn more about Boba Fett. But I feel like we like got that fixed with the Mandalorian. Jango <laughs> Fett was Boba Fett's father, or yeah. was it was the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Jango <laughs> Fett was the bounty hunter who like became all the clones that they made for attack on and then clones. little son puts his head to his headless helmet yeah and he but wanted so everybody broke was, my heart everybody was jango fett clone and then boba fett was like a not a clone but he was like clone a, but he was like they didn't have like a girl to make him with so they just like made him based off like a, he's kind of like a test tube baby Right. We're using, crying. We are we, in a we whole other world right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, okay. We, we did have a little game, uh, that, a little prompt, uh, if you will, uh, that I wanted to uh, do for this episode. So the assignment, uh, so to speak, was uh, I had an idea for a segment where we're both going to come up with a spinoff. And this is actually a perfect segue now that we're talking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So it's a, uh, the idea of uh, a spinoff for a show idea uh, mm-hmm. based on the Harry Potter universe. So it could be any, anything in the universe, you know, whether it's a character we know, something we don't know too much about, uh, or just anything like that. Uh, but just idea for a spinoff show, uh, would you like to go first? I would very much like to go first. Okay. So... Instantly, I thought of two. Is that allowed? We can do two. Okay. One, I think I'm more interested in because the first one, which I'm about to tell you, is a little too like on the surface, kind of like these new ones that are coming out. Um, But maybe one about the Marauders, like about James Potter, Sirius Black, Wormtail, or Peter Pettigrew and Remus Lupin, like about their time at school, like how the heck did they learn to turn into animagus? How the heck did they make this map? Like all of their like, you know, like it, the movie could start off light and like silly with them getting into trouble and, you right. know, bullying Snape and like all these little things, but then maybe lead into like, how the heck did Wormtail even get into contact with Voldemort? And like, why did he really spill? Like getting darker and darker and maybe like ending with, James and Lily being murdered and like the immediate after effect, which is Sirius's arrest and like, bl- like ending the movie there, like at their darkest points. Cause then we know everything else that happened, but that was a first quick on the surface thought. But then my real interest that I would love to see is about the formation of Hogwarts. Like, oh. you know, Godric Gryffindor, Rowena Ravenclaw, Salazar Slytherin and Helga Hufflepuff. Like, were they the first four wizards? And they were all friends. Where did they build the school? The castle itself is a character. It has magic that, you know, it's not just like the teachers open and door, cl- open and, you know what I mean? Open and shut doors. Like it's, it's this own entity in a way. So 
did they find like a magic stone on which to build a castle? And how cool would it be to learn about like Slytherin building this like dungeon in the basement and like trapping the basilisk and where did the fallout happen? Like just this like old medieval backstory of Hogwarts would be super cool. That's actually really cool. <laughs> Thanks. I think yeah. All Warner like, Brothers. <laughs> that's actually sick. Damn. Um, and like Rowena with her crown, like you know, it gives you like um like you know extra brain powers. Like and her daughter steals it. Like let's see some of that drama. Like oh, we could Helga Hufflepuff smoking weed in the backyard. Well, it's just like <laughs> like what like also just like why like why did they put the school together? Like what happened? that like right. made them think that like oh we should we need to band together yeah, we, yeah like, we need to figure this out guys like i just <laughs> that'd be so cool such like untouched territory and it's really cool in the uh back to the harry potter movie yep it's the third one the ripple effect where they keep expanding the world like they expand and they said this in the 20th reunion like they changed Hogwarts every time because they couldn't get an idea of exactly what they wanted it to look like. So in the third movie, you see in the front of Hogwarts when they're running down to Hagrid's house, there's like these like five like stones, almost like Stonehenge in a way, mm-hmm. like right at the entrance. In like old Scottish folklore, those are like, you know, they're supposed to like contain fairies and like all this weird stuff. Yeah. Same show Outlander. Like, and that's just like a historical like Gaelic and old time Scottish, whatever, like thing. So is that where they decided to start to build Hogwarts because of this like magic stone thing? Yeah. Like, cool. It's I've watched the movies and read the books too many times. <laughs> that's actually, that's really cool. I think, yeah, damn. I mean, plus like, there's just so many, like obviously like you still have like the world of like magic and everything going around it but at the same mm-hmm. time it's it, it, it almost feel like a different aesthetic because right. you know it was hundreds if not what, what was it hundreds thousands yeah 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 nobody knows how long hogwarts has been there so damn that's a really good idea good job Adam. good job Thanks. you two good ideas you passed the prompt okay your turn okay so Mine is, uh, I, I did a little bit of digging on the Pottermore or Harry Potter Wikipedia, whatever it was. Cool. Uh, Harry Potter Wiki, that was it. Um, <laughs> so taking a rather obscure character from the first movie and building out a story so many years later. So one of my favorite uh, elements uh, of the books and the movies and just the whole lore uh is quidditch yeah yeah and i'm really that was that was one of the things that i was really bummed about is after the fourth one yeah they stopped the scenes yeah that like like there's a like there's a a storyline with like ron being the keeper in uh the sixth one yeah it's just kind of like you know it's like not an important part in their lives it's just like hey runs the keeper now it's like okay right (laughs) Uh, but anyway, so my idea for a show, and uh, it's going to be called Puddle uh, Puddle Mirror, or, or <laughs> like Puddle Mirror United. United. Yep, yeah. Puddle Mirror United. Uh, so uh, it's going to follow Oliver Wood uh, all these years later, 
Mm -hmm. uh, and Oliver Wood, for those of you who don't remember, is the he was the keeper for Gryffindor during Harry Potter's first year, and he's the one that kind of like taught him to uh, play Quidditch, uh, and ipso facto teaching us all how to play Quidditch. Uh, so yes. it's uh, it's kind of this like underdog story about like he's running like Oliver Wood like he's at the end of his professional Quidditch career and now he's uh, the coach of Puddlemere and he's kind of been tasked with like taking this uh, like team that's been down on its luck and you know he's got this ragtag bunch of guys around oh him. that would be so <laughs> good and like, it becomes there's this, like, no uh, crying and Quidditch exactly like, and it ugh. becomes this uh, <laughs> This. yeah it becomes like an underdog story almost like a little like, like fundraise for the event and somebody takes steroids and they're like how could you and then they yeah. get it back together yeah and and here's so i do, it's a tv show i don't have many of the i don't have a lot of details picked off the first episode but i know how the first episode ends okay which is okay we're bringing in a new player uh, i think he's gonna you know really like elevate us and put us over the edge uh, and you know, send us in the right direction. And through the locker room doors walks a very, very overweight Victor Crumb, <gasps> <laughs> who's just been drinking. And... Oh, it's a redemption story. <laughs> oh, exactly. And they have this like hot shot seeker Those on the movies team. Movies always sell. Yep, yep, they have this hot. Oh, shot damn it! Yours is going to be picked up first. Like, she, yeah, like she's, after this. she's all talent, but she doesn't get it, you know? Like, she thinks she can just, she thinks she's better than everyone, but she doesn't get it. I know something she. So, you know, let's bring in Victor Crumb, the seasoned vet who can kind of whip her into shape a little bit. So it's kind of yeah. like uh, 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 Bull Durham uh, for all you <laughs> baseball fans out there. So it's a little bit Bull Durham, a little bit Ted Lasso. But yeah, I think, plus, like, that way you can, like, see like how like the Quidditch world, like like the world of professional Quidditch is now, but you can also like expand it into like, okay, like this is how the rest of the world. Oh, that Quidditch. is so cool. Yeah. I love that. I'm actually holding a book right now. Oh called my God, you really are. <laughs> Quidditch Through the Ages. And I actually never read it. Um, so you just maybe I'll... <laughs> I, I shut up. <laughs> okay, so that's actually, okay. So that might actually explain some things because like when I was- I'll lend looking... it to you. When I was looking this up, uh, like I was reading about Oliver Wood and his, right. first off, like his page on Harry Potter wiki is like, it's longer than the amount of time he's in the book. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like one of the very few like things about him is like all the stuff that happened to him after uh, the books or whatever. And like they mentioned like Puddlemere United. And then like I clicked on that and there's like a whole page for Puddlemere and there's a story about Puddlemere and then right. there's a, a story about like the 13 other teams in the league or whatever and I'm just like this is where like the lore comes yeah in. like I feel like that book is probably where the, all the stuff comes from because I know that they didn't mention this at all in any of the no books. and yeah they really don't go that heavily into it in the books or the movies especially yes interesting but yes, yes. Puddlemere good know, idea that is, that, that's mine I, I like yours more though I think it's I think they're both great ideas. Both Gold great stars ideas. to both of us. Gold stars for both of us. Yes, yes, yes. Well, we've been chatting for a little while now. Uh, okay. Any last thoughts or questions or just anything you want to get off your chest about old Harry? I mean, I've got some big theories and some rabbit holes, but we don't have the time for that. So I'll just ask, 
who is your favorite character that like makes you feel good? Because you've said who you hate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Ron's a basic bitch answer, but it's a I, good feel answer. Like they, I feel like they didn't really, Ron didn't really get, I don't want to say a fair shake, but like I, he became less and less prevalent as time went on in the movies. Mm-hmm. It feels like, like he was always like there, but like he kind of just quickly became like the dumb friend. Yeah. Points. Uh, but like, like early Ron is like awesome. Mostly just yeah. because like I was a redheaded kid and <laughs> representation yeah, matters. Yeah, yeah, representation matters. Um <laughs> 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 uh, I mean really just the uh like Ron and uh George and Fred and by the way I completely forgot that Fred dies. Yeah, that's that's dark. It's way sad. Ugh, I can't stop keep talking about the books, but it's devastating. It's really a sad yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> If we're looking for like an art house like spinoff or movie, we could just be like it's George like dealing with it and going back to his joke shop alone, like uh, talking to the ghost of his twin. <laughs> Triggered. Oh uh, uh, too much. That's too much. Anyway, but yes, uh, no, I, I'd have to say Ron. If we're talking like some of the more obscure characters, probably I like Mad Eye. Mad Eye's great. I also just love uh, Brandon Gleason. Uh, yeah as an actor um he's so per i like had a hard time when i was reading the books imagining what mad eye looked like because they described him as like looks like wood has part of his nose cut off scars on his eye an eyeball that spins around like i'm like sorry i'm not that creative but uh, he killed the role and i'm like oh okay i get it i get it this is mad eye he was one of those guys when i was like Let's see, Goblet of Fire, that would have come out when we were 12 or 13 or something like that. Um, yeah. Er, sorry, I was 12 or 13. <laughs> <laughs> Age. <laughs> um, and, like, I think that was the, it felt like the first time that I, like, realized, like, who Brandon Gleason was. And then, like, after that, it was like, oh, this guy's in everything that's this come guy out of the United Kingdom for the last 30 years. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny when you recognize a Harry Potter character in another movie and you're kind of like, oh, oh, holy moly, like, suck. Like, you're here. Nice to see ya. Yeah, did you ever watch uh, Fargo and all the, the show? Yes. The third that? season uh, uh, of Fargo, that's the one with Ewan McGregor. Mm, um, I didn't. Okay, that's fine. Um but yeah, uh, David Thewlis, the guy who plays uh, Lupin, is like yeah. the bad guy in that season. And like, I it was the same kind of thing where I was like, I recognized him. I was like, who is this right. guy? Like, where do I? But if they're not playing, from? they're like Lupin or they're this. Like, you're like, oh, I know I know you, but exactly. it's crazy. Yes. All right. Well, any, any, any last words before we depart? Um, no. I will say my favorite quote from the whole series. All right, take it's at the end of the first book, Dumbledore says to Harry, to the well-organized mind, death is but the next great adventure. And at the end of this podcast, the deceased of this episode, <laughs> we look forward to the next Quarantenema. <laughs> God help me. And on that note, you can follow us at Quarantinema Pod. <laughs> <laughs>
Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's right. And we're doing live movie reactions now on Twitter. So yeehaw. Yeehaw. Uh, but yes. Uh, but Madison, thank you so much for coming on. This what like we I, I watched the Harry Potter movies and like even before I was done watching them, I was like, Madison's gonna want to hop on. This I one. texted you when you when you live tweeted you're watching that. I was like, you better. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on. Always, always Thanks a joy. Madison. Yep. Fun. All right. Uh, well, that is going to do it uh, for this one. Like I said, you can follow us on social media at Quarantinema Pod. Uh, you can also subscribe on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever podcasts are heard, really. So in the meantime, don't be a hero. Stay inside and watch a movie. Watch Harry Potter, baby. Or okay. read them. Yeah, reading's good. Reading is good. But watch also- book but watch podcast. <laughs> you mean an audiobook? <laughs> we'll go. Oh, shit. We'll go toe to toe. <laughs> All right. Well, but seriously, watch a movie.